back to the Givology Impact Series podcast, sharing the inspiration and success of social entrepreneurs and change makers around the world. My name is Olivia Du, and today we are very honored to have Ruth Jang, the president of the Peach Foundation, here with us today. The Peach Foundation was formed to give children from the poorest parts of China and Southeast Asia opportunities to complete a college education. Our hope is to help break the vicious cycle of poverty and through increasing quality of opportunity, raise the educational standards of the regions in which the children live. PEACH actually stands for Promoting Education, Art, and Community Harvest. Welcome to Uvology, Ruth. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Thank you, Olivia, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to uh, introduce PEACH Foundation uh, to the audience. Uh, Uvology has been one of the organization I admire a lot. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you here today. Um, so I guess we can get started with the questions. Uh, my first question is, in general, what do you think drives your organization and what is your mission? Okay, uh, let me start with the mission. Uh, our mission is to give children from the poorest parts of China and the Southeast Asia an opportunity to complete middle school, high school, and college education. And our hope is to break the vicious cycle of poverty. And through the education, the children can get uh, equality of opportunity as the uh, more, uh, I mean, more wealthy people, children, okay? So this is our mission. And what is the drive uh, behind our organization? I have to say it's our volunteer. We have a group of uh, volunteers who are just so crazy about the project. And they have been with us from day one. We are celebrating our 20th anniversary. And so I would say passion is the, the force behind our drive. Thank you so much for that. I know you mentioned um, there's been almost 20 years of volunteering with Peach. Can you actually tell us a little bit more about um, Peach Foundation's history? How did the organization get started and how has your work evolved over time? Okay, we started uh, in the late 2001. Uh, I remember um, we got our um, paper approved by California on the day after September 11. Yeah, I, I remember that day. Uh, we are created by a group of uh, U.S. citizens and we are uh, a California nonprofit organization with uh, no political or religious affiliation. And the way we do it is uh, we, when we first started 20 years ago, we know we want to start it with China. And the reason is, not because I'm a Chinese, but the reason is, uh, I know the language, I know the culture, I know the, I know how people think in China. So I felt this is a great advantage for me to to be more efficient 
working in the in the area I'm familiar with the history. You know, I was not born and raised in China. As a matter of fact, twenty、uh, years ago,、um, it was the second time I ever visited China. I was there a few years before as a tourist. You know,、uh, but we have the same language,、uh, same culture, and I know how how people think in China. So, first of all, I.、Uh, We try to identify one of the poorest、uh, province in China. There are many poor provinces at the time, but we want to start with one. Okay, we don't want to be like all over the map. We want to be very efficient. So we chose Yunnan. That's、uh, a province、uh, right next to Tibet, and the reason we choose that uh, province, uh, many people ask me. I said the one of the biggest re- reason is、uh, accredited to Yunnan's、uh, wonderful climate, beautiful weather. Okay, so we can do our work twelve months out of a year. You know, because many area in China is very harsh in the winter and very hot in the summer, and I don't work well in the in the heat. You know, I probably melted away. So. And so I don't want to go to Tibet. I cannot deal with the、uh, high altitude, you know. So we want to choose a place that will give us some comfort, you know, and that will increase our efficiency. So after we、uh, chose Yunnan Province, then we try to choose a few top poverty counties. Okay, at the time there are sixty nine national、uh, poverty counties in Yunnan. Sixty nine counties are considered to meet national poverty level. So we started with about five. So we focus on those five to start, and the way we do it is、uh, we. We went over to those、uh, five counties and we、uh, visit the educational department and we tell them、uh, what we are doing, what we want to do, and we seek their、uh, partnership. Okay, so this is how we started. And as for marketing,、uh, we don't have any marketing experience. I have no connection to any anybody. So we do the、uh, the most grassroots marketing, which is、uh, I would distribute flyers to people. You know, when I do my grocery shopping, I will bring a few flyers. You know, you know, and just、uh, stand in the entrance and give it to people.、Uh, I think that's a harassment,、uh, but I I was doing <laughs> that, and I would、uh, attend. Uh, some Chinese、uh, alumni association party, you know, the college alumni association, and distribute flyers. And、uh, of course, they will not let me in, so I just stand outside about a、uh, hundred feet from the entrance, which is a public area, and then I will give the participant flyers. And the flyers is mainly about. 
you know, I just choose some file from the children, okay, and I compile a few files, you know, and that was our flyers, okay. I felt let the children do the talking, okay. If uh, the readers uh, cannot share the pain with the children, it doesn't make sense for me to talk three days and three nights, you know. So let the children do the talking. So I remember the first year, I personally single-handed distributed 15,000 flyers. Every week, I would go out to find some alumni party to go to, you know, or some uh, uh, theater performance, Chinese theater performance to go to. See, I, in the beginning, I target more in the uh, Chinese community, you know, because after all, uh, this is a project uh, mainly focused on the Chinese children. So the first year, I um, I distributed 15,000, and guess what? I have, I received about 100 donations. I consider it's a very high return, you know, because after all, uh, this 15,000 people, they don't know me, you know. I mean, they tr they place their trust in me. And then the second year, this 100 people, all of them uh, renew their sponsorship. Not only they renew, they bring their friends, you know. They bring about 30 of their friends to the organization. And then the second year, I distribute about 10,000 flyers. So every year we do this, and we, we did this for about 10 years, okay? Now I don't go out to uh, distribute flyers um, <laughs> because I have uh, thousands of volunteers. They are my marketing tool. They are my marketing advocate. You know, they will do the, 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 the spreading of the news for us. So now... Uh, Almost all of our uh, donations are from the word of mouth of our uh, donors. So this is how we, we do it. That's actually so interesting. Um, I read a couple of the Peach Foundation students' letters myself, and I've always thought their stories are so um, just like crazy to me, I guess, because they've gone through so much and they were so strong already, even at such a young age. So. I really think their stories are something that everyone should read. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, um, you know, many times when I read my children's bio, it just uh, bring me to tears, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of um, the students who Peach Foundation help, can you provide information on how you guys select your program beneficiaries and how you work with the community? Yes, yes, very good question. So after we identify where we want to work, um, and then we will contact the local. Now, you know, even, you know, in the beginning, the first uh, year, for, you know, uh, for example, of course, I just pop, pop into those uh, counties, right? But now we, after we are established, we will uh, write to the educational department, the new one we want to work with, or we will call them. 
and we will express our desire that we want to work with them. And after we get their permission, we will visit the educational department and invite the local principals of the various schools we want to work with. And we will tell them uh, our requirements for the uh, beneficiaries, you know, students. For example, we set a standards of uh, now is uh, the family income cannot exceed $1,500 a year. And both parents has to be farmers. And the academic achievement of the children has to be on the top 20% of the class. And we also require the ratio of the girls to boy will be two to one, okay? For example, if I give you uh, a six quota for this school, I want to see four girls you choose and two boys. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a subtle way to tell the schools that we know girls are being discriminated and girls are be are the uh you know are not being treated fairly. So we want to help girls to get a, a better chance of our success. And then after that the school will give us uh the quota. No, we will give the school quota so they will make recommendation of the children and the children will fill out applications and write a, a short bio, okay? And after that, um, in a few months, we will go back to the school and verify those children. And we will conduct home visit. We go to the children's home to make sure they are not the relatives of the teachers or the principals. This is very, very, very important, okay? I can say we have more than 14,000 children. I would say maybe one or two are related to the principals mm -hmm. or are the teachers, okay? The reason is not because um, uh, the principals or teachers uh you know, are being fair, that's not the reason, because the reason is we, they know we come back to check on them. We, we, we go to every single child's home to verify. I personally, okay, have visited more than 2,000 families. Yes. We, now we can say our home visit rate it's more than 99%. My staff will cover about 60 to 70% of the home visit. And then the rest of it will, will be covered by my college peach children when they go home for holidays. We will oh. assign them this project. Go and visit the new peach kit recommended to us, you know, in mm -hmm. your same village, okay? And we will tell them the requirement. And the funny thing is that uh, many college kids, their standard is even more strict. <laughs> you know, we give them the standard, but they try to compare to their own home. So if this new kid, the home has uh, one extra bowl, oh, my God, he or she is not qualified. <laughs> he's, uh, he's richer than I am, okay? <laughs> so 
it's funny, but it has happened. Okay, so we are very. We take this home visit、uh, very serious, very seriously, because this is the only way to eliminate children get into our system from the back back door.、Mm-hmm. No back door, no back door. Yeah. So after we certify the children, okay, and then we will、uh, take the children in, and every September,、uh, every September first and March first. We will send money to the children's account from Kunming. We have an office in Kunming,、oh, okay. and、uh, yeah, what、well, do ask me about my office in Kunming? I'm very proud.、Uh, so my my staff in Kunming, they will wire money to the children's account. Okay,、uh, if the children do not have account, then we will wire the money to the children's、uh, parents. But almost all the children have accounts. They have a small little account open in the post office, which is very easy. You can open one with your student ID.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me tell you about my office in、uh, Kunming. Okay, I have seven staff. All of seven, six are my Peach children. I took them in when they are in the、uh, middle school. We、mm-hmm. help them through middle school, high school, and college. And after college, now they are working for us. You know, the the most senior one has worked for me for more than ten years. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. yeah and now,、uh, uh, all of the six, five, the average、uh, seniority is about seven years, and they all married, have children. And they all purchase、uh, a small condo in around the office,、mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, so that's why I'm very proud. You know, before I set up Peach, I, I this is my plan. I want the Peach children to run Peach in the future. Okay, and the donors' children to be the board directors to oversee the operation. And that is my that is my plan, and is is happening.、Mm-hmm. That's so cool.、Um, I guess、uh, maybe about more recent events like COVID, and like I know you mentioned the military coup in Myanmar. How has those two events, or just events in general, affected your operations? Okay, the COVID in China、uh, did not really have much impact on my operation. Business is as usual. My seven staff they continue to、uh, bring new new children in. You know, distribute、uh, quota to various schools, visit the,、uh, the school, visit the new children's、uh, home. Okay. And so, and、uh, send money to the children. So business is as usual. Everything、mm-hmm. we have done, they are doing it without me. I was joking. I said, now I can, I can go and die without hesitation. You know, I don't have to worry. You guys are doing such a good job.、Um, the only thing we we didn't do last year is the English summer camp. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Every year we have、uh, three sessions of、uh, English summer camp.、Uh, that has been canceled due to the COVID, because、uh, our our volunteers, other teachers,
and uh, nobody can go to China last year. And this year, we, we still have three sessions, but I think we have to cancel as well because mm-hmm. of the quarantine, you know. Uh, our volunteers, uh, many of them do not want to be quarantined for 14 days to uh, go to a seven days uh, English <laughs> camp. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, we canceled the volunteer exploration uh, home visit. You know, every uh, October we have a one week uh, volunteer. It's like an understanding tour, you know, to introduce the volunteers, uh, the living environment and the uh, uh, school environment of our project. Okay, that has been canceled last year. But this year, I think by October, hopefully, things will be back to normal, you know. So, so the COVID did not really impact our operation in China. But the COVID has, you know, impact a great deal on my operation in Myanmar. Uh, for example, last year, my staff in Kunming cannot travel to Myanmar. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. uh, I cannot go to Myanmar. So last year was our first year of our project. We took in 300 children in Myanmar from the orphanage we work with. We work with 40, 40 orphanage, okay? And we cannot, we cannot visit them, okay? And, uh, and uh, of course, the children cannot go to school in Myanmar last year due to the COVID. So they all stay in the orphanage, you know. But we continue to send money to them because they need to eat. Mm-hmm. They need yeah. to eat, even though they don't have school, but they, they need to eat. So so that part is okay. Our business is, is uh, as usual. You know, we send money to the children. However... Starting this year, February the 1st, after the military coup erupted, almost everything shut down, okay? The banking, the bank shut down. I mean, everything shut down. Restaurants shut down, hotels shut down, everything shut down. Supermarkets shut down, stores shut down, but that's all okay. But the bank shut down. If the bank shut down, I cannot send money. Mm-hmm. I cannot send money. Okay, so this is uh, this is my biggest problem. Now, you know, I cannot send money to my children, and I, I, we, we are in contact with our forty partners on a weekly basis. Some of them are forced to close to close down. They they tell the children to to go to go back to their village because the orphanage have no funding to feed them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, I, I try to, um, I try to talk to myself to look in the long term. You know, we don't do this for one year or two years. We are here for a long haul. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 years to go, right? So uh, interruption of one year, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, just like COVID last year. Even we in the United States, we cannot do anything. Yeah. 
right? We are sitting here, everybody's sitting at home, you know, we are waiting for this to get over. So now this uh, military coup, you know, I'm waiting for it to get over. I think it, it will take, I don't know, a year or two to get over, but I think the banking will be open in a few months. Mm -hmm. It has to. It yeah, has to open. Nice. It has to open, you know. So as soon as the, the bank the bank opens, I I feel much better. As soon as I can send money to my children, you know, I think I'm halfway there. Okay. And as soon as I can get visa to visit my children, I will go. I'm not afraid of the military coup. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Okay? You know, uh, somebody up there will watch for me. You know, I'm just go there to visit my children. I'm not involved in politics, nor am I interested in. Okay, I just want to visit my children and I want to make sure they are fat. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the school are closed now, you know. So, so this is where we are with our memoir project. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I can definitely see how Peach is a long-term project. And so there's already been so many successes already. So do you think you could talk about some of them? And um, in what ways do you measure your success? Oh, okay. That's a more pleasant uh, subject. <laughs> <laughs> Every time when I talk about my children's success, I become a bragging mother. <laughs> okay. I value success, you know, to my children because they are from the bottom of the bottom. And we just, we want them to get uh, education, okay? Because they are very motivated and they are hardworking and they are very smart. And mm -hmm. they deserve an education the same as the rest of the rich children, Okay. So to me, if you want to get an education, you, you, you will get it, I guarantee you, okay? And if you want to achieve your dream, the sky is your limit. You will get it. So I want my children to get education and get financial independence and do and achieve their dream. And that's the definition of my success for my children, okay? And then now we have... Uh, Almost uh, more than 4,000 children graduate from college. Out of 14,000 wow. we have been working with, mm -hmm. 4,000 have a college degree, and they are working in various posts, such as many of them are doctors, teachers, engineers, bankers, lawyers, government officials, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my children, as soon as, they are. They have a job. As soon as they are making money, you know what's the number one thing they want to do? Give back. They want to. Care, they want to take care of their parents. Mm -hmm. They want to take care of their elderly uh, family members. Okay. So the very first yuan they make, they bring a home. This is like all of them like this. Okay. I never hear my daughter say, "Mommy, the very first job." <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, I want to tell you something, okay? But my children, you know, you know, every year in the summer camp, I will ask them, "Give me your three dreams." 
okay? Almost every one of them, the first dream is to take care of their parents. If they don't have parents, it's take care of their grandparents, you know, or if their guardian is their uncle, whoever take care of them, they want to take care of them, okay? So, so they are taking care of their aging family members, and they are taking care of their siblings. Okay, mm -hmm. some of their siblings have no education due to this uh, 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 money situation. So now they are helping their siblings, children, to get education. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then so to me, the vicious cycle of the property poverty is broken. The chain is broken right at this generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my peach children generation, this chain is broken, and in the future, my peach children's children, they mm -hmm. will not suffer from poverty because they will have a chance to get higher education. Yeah, and my peach children's uh, parents, you know they are they are getting old. I tell you, I I visit many many families. You know, I look at all these uh, old uh, old parents. You know, they are like a sitting duck. You know, they they I mean, they are in their fifties, sixties. You know, uh, they lose they lose all their youth mm -hmm. to the to the farms. Okay, mm -hmm. so now thank God they have. Their children to take care of them, and that really comforted me. That really comforted me. Yeah, and uh, so that's the success I, I felt, you know, with my peach children. Yeah. I know you mentioned. And, um, oh, I want to add something. Yes. Uh, I feel, uh, you know, we we did not really, you know, help them so much. Is it was only like three hundred dollar a year. Okay, and then just you know, it's, but they are they are like they are like uh, a seed, you know, wait waiting to uh uh what's the waiting to, to grow maybe to be right blossomed. right yeah yes yes and all they need is is a a few drop of uh, water, and we are the few drop of water to give it to them at the right moment. Mm -hmm. You know, when they need it the most. To us, I just feel, you know, it's just a, a few drops of water from me. But to them, that's, that's, that's everything to them. That's exactly the, the only thing they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know you mentioned um, Peach has helped over, I think, 10,000 students. Was it 14,000? 14, 14, yes. 14,000, um, yes. Out of these students, is there maybe like one story about one of the students that you'd like to share with us that um, stuck out to you or anything like that? Yes, yes. Um, oh, there are too many. Uh, <laughs> there are too many. Uh, let me see. Too many. But let me share with you this uh, little girl. Her name is uh, Shafang. When I visit her family, she was uh, 14 years old, mm -hmm. and she was she has dropped out of school for six years. Okay, 
she finished uh, third grade and she dropped out because her family cannot afford. Mm-hmm. And the reason I visit her, not to visit her, I visit her brother. Her brother was recommended to Peach Foundation, so I was doing the home visit. And then I saw this little girl, Shafang, you know, sitting in the house. They have, you know, the, the bed is, uh, is, uh, is, um, is like a straw mat on the dirt, okay? So they all sleep on the dirt uh, on top of a straw mat, and that's, that's their bed. So when I find out this little girl has dropped out of school for six years, I asked the parents if I can send her to school and if the parents can promise me to let her continue her education, okay? Mm -hmm. And the parents say, okay. So immediately, in 10 minutes, I drove her to the nearby elementary school. I pay... I remember fifteen U.S. dollar, fifteen U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. That was uh, uh, at the time it was uh, eight dollar eight to one. Okay, and I get her a little bag, you know, with uh, books and supplies. Okay, so I'm I'm like saying goodbye. Okay, so I say you stay here. I say Shafan, I see the biggest challenge to you is oh she started was fourth grade. Because she she only finished three grade. Yeah. So I said, Mom, your biggest challenge is you are your peers are all nine or ten years old, and you are fourteen. That is going to create a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay? She said she will be okay. Okay. I said that's my girl. <laughs> so every year I will go back and visit her. Okay, but as I was um, as, as I was leaving, I start to have this picture in my head. Okay, so she is fourteen now, on the fourth grade. Okay, and in three years she will she will be eight, uh, seventeen, so she will go to the seventh grade. That's considered middle school. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then three years later, she will be in the high school when she was 20 years old, okay? And then when she was, I calculate this, when she was 24 years old, she will be in the college. And she will finish her college at age of 28, you know? You know, it's, it's, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm just so excited, you know, I, I, I already paved her whole life, you know? So every year I went back to see her, I would, Check, I would check on her to make sure she continues staying in school. And she always tell me she feel fine. You know, people laugh at her, but that's okay. You know, uh, she doesn't she doesn't care. Okay, you know, that's my girl. So when uh, she finished middle school, she did not make it to uh, high school because of her uh, uh, academic performance was not as good. But I tell her, it's okay. We don't need to go to regular high school. We can always go to a vocational school to learn a skill. So she listened to me. She went to a nursing aid school. Okay. And now she's a nurse. Wow. Now she finished five years training 
in the nursing aid school. Okay, so she's a nurse now, and she sponsored one girl. So now she's our donor. <laughs> <laughs> now she's our donor. Mm. You know, yeah, this is um. This is this is. I'm so proud of her. I have so many, so many to tell. You know, I I will share more with you. It's too many. You know, but this one always stuck in my head. Yeah, I feel like especially because、um, Peach Foundation has been running for so long, you can really see like all your students and everyone grow into like adults and then kind of give back. So I think it's really interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah, we have about 100 students. My peach care graduated, and now they become donors. Oh wow! About one、yeah. hundred. And I tell you, every time when I receive their donation, say three hundred U.S. dollar, I feel it's more than three thousand from a, a a regular donor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that that they are rich in their heart, and that really make me happy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think my last question is just how can listeners and anyone who's interested in the Peach Foundation mission and all their goals join your movement? Yes, yes. You know, as I mentioned, it takes one hundred and fifty dollar a year to help a middle school student, and three hundred dollar to help a high school student. Okay, and you know the children need money. But let me tell you, more than money, the children need love. Okay, to me, if the money can solve a problem, it's no longer a problem. And the problem of my children is low self-esteem because、mm-hmm. they are the bottom of the bottom. Okay, they have been stepped down all their life. They just they need a little recognition, a little encouragement. So I would encourage. Any donor, if they can write letters to the children twice a year, not much, just twice a year, okay, that will mean a whole world to them, you know. So,、uh, you know,、um, so this is how you can get involved. You know, if you want to sponsor a kid, okay, it's hundred and fifty dollar a year. For middle school or three hundred for high school, okay, and then we have three、uh, hundred、uh, college、uh, loan, okay, which you can continue when your kids go into college, and of course three hundred for college is not enough, but we have a college loan pool because it's a loan. Now, you know our college is a、uh, re- college loan program is running so successful. Ninety-nine percent of my kids borrow college loan have have paid back, so our college is almost self-sufficient, you know. So,、uh, so I I hope every every donor, every sponsor will write letters to the children, you know, encourage them, give them a little guideline, because、uh, as I said.、Um, They they were never treated fairly. They're being judged. They're being stepped on. You know,、um, nobody ever、uh, give them a, a applause. 
you know, they yeah. they deserve they deserve applause. Yeah. But they they never got one. Thank you so much for your time today. All of your stories and um I just feel like this entire conversation was really inspiring. I've learned so much. So, um I'm also sure that the listeners are just as inspired as I am by your mission. So, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs>